I'm in the studio with Jay Haleen. And I'm in the studio with Jay Haleen. 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 You are now in the studio with Jay Haleen. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Jay Halim. This is another episode of Starve Talk. I am excited about this one. Well, I'm excited about all of them. But, you know, if you follow me, you know I just relocated to the Vegas area less than a year ago. And this is one of the first heavy hitters I got a chance to meet and do some business with. This young lady named Sparkle. She is all over the city. You know, it's so good to see a sister that's knocking it out the park. You know, she was one of the first faces I got a chance to meet and do business with. Always taking care of me when I've done business with her. So I, I definitely um, appreciate your hospitality, you know, welcoming me to Vegas. At the same time, I just appreciate your movement and watching how, you know, you navigate through the streets here in Vegas. So I definitely wanted to have you on the show. I thought that your story and how you because we always got the negative talks about the black sisters and everything like that. I want to see, you know, somebody hear somebody talking about the positive because all I'm seeing is a lot of people, men and women, enjoying dealing with you. So I was like, let's let's talk about it. Let's see what she what she started and how she got to this point. So if you know, as as I just said, her name is Sparkle and she's with Go Urban Las Vegas. If plenty of people follow it, so if you're in Las Vegas, you already know who it is, you probably already know who she is. I'm the newcomer on the scene, so I'm definitely appreciative of you taking the time out to talk to me on my show. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. I am honored. Um, you know, a lot of times when you just walk around and you put your head down and you work, 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 you really don't get an opportunity to really pay attention to the ones that really see you do it. Yeah. You know, um, your intent is not for the limelight or for people to put you on pedestals and give you accolades. Your, your, your intention is to get out there and work. There's a mission. There's a there's a there's a goal at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> so I love when I get opportunities like this because it makes me stop. Like, hey, somebody noticed you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, and I truly appreciate um, this opportunity. No problem. No problem at all. Again, like I said, you know, it's been a little less than a year that I came over here, and as soon as I got a chance to step out. You were the first person that my assistant connected with, and the hospitality was everything. And that's hard going to a new, a new place, you know, and being in Vegas is very transient, so you're dealing with a bunch of new people on a regular basis. Yes. So how yes. has that been for you, you know, introducing a lot of people to the city? Because a lot of times they go into the event space. You know, we're going to talk about what you do directly, but people go to the nightlife to try to find out what, you know, the city is about. You know, I think it's really being able to understand that there are so many different dynamics to one person, right? And even though they, a lot of people come to Vegas because of that strip and the perception and that nightlife, there's still so many different parts to them, whether yeah. it's religion, whether it's their children, whether it's their regular profession, whether it's their business. And so I think it's kind of like taking the onion and peeling the layers back. Yeah that when you connect with other things that are important to them outside of just the main piece, that's how you're able to get them connected. Yeah, definitely. I, and I see that. Mm -hmm. I see that. So you come out here and you want to go to the clubs, but then at the same time in token, 
you know that uh, you're trying to get into cosmetology. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's two black-owned cosmetology schools in the city mm. that's connect you there. You have children that need to be in um, special ed classes, right? Guess what? We have schools and programs for that in this city. So it's really like coming out here with one particular mind space but understanding that there's so many different moving parts to one person that when you start tapping into those other different parts, that's how you get them. I love it. I love it. So you seeing all these people, what is one of your biggest misconceptions? Like when, when you're meeting people that come into the city, they just move here. What was the biggest misconception that they had about on the Vegas area? Oh my gosh. That Vegas is set up like where they came from. <laughs> this is so not the truth. <laughs> And I get it a lot when I work, when I get people that want to come out here and do events, mm. right? So because they come from big cities, whether it's Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, um, Houston, LA, they come out to Vegas with that same mindset that they can orchestrate if they had successful events in their city, that they could come to this city and they can master the same thing and it doesn't work like that yeah i understand that <laughs> they should yeah, know better than that people, i think a lot of people they look at las vegas like it's an actual city right and if you really think about it las vegas is just now starting to become a city yeah they just now got a football team <laughs> and the football team is the raiders that's been passed around a few times <laughs> right so when you look at that, just that piece alone, mm -hmm. it shows you that Vegas is not what people perceive it to be. It is a very thriving, a very rich in culture city, but it's still very, it's still very new. Yeah, it's yeah. New. And, and that's one of the things that attracted me to it because I saw that this is probably one of the last places in the country that's um you can actually still you know come and do some of the new things because everybody done done Atlanta. I met a few people at your function that's from Atlanta coming over here and Miami and yeah. all these other places because they're they're looking for something new. And so um that was one of the things I did with my research and saw it was a lot of opportunity still to do some new things and do some fresh things in this space. So um it wasn't turned out too much. You know, you would think that it is, you know, for my biggest misconception that it was all the strip and then nothing else. But when yeah. I got a chance to see the neighborhoods, I'm like, oh, this is all right. This is kind of cool. So that, yeah. that worked out for me. You know, um, I'm still waiting on my first summer. I'm coming up on my first summer to spend a whole summer to see how I deal with the heat. Ooh, <laughs> hydrated. It's about to be a beast. The heat. Um, I've only been in Vegas for six years. Wow. Right? People think I've been here for years because of everything that I'm involved in. But the reality is I've only put in six. Mm. And I'm from Los I'm from California. So coming from California and the dynamics and the makeup of that being a very large city to come out here, I was bamboozled too. <laughs> I thought that Vegas was the strip. Yeah. And then I just so happened got to put my pinky toe on the other side of the gate and I'm like, Oh, this is Vegas. Yeah. Right? Vegas is a very strong built community mm. that is really just on the tricycle mm. of becoming a city. Which I love it. It gives so much opportunity. It gives so much land and space to where you can truly build here if you really have the true intent to build. I love it. You're the second person who used that word, um, the intent. And I know this person was born and raised here. This is um, 
uh, Twix, who's running for North Las Vegas. Hey, that's my guy. Yeah, and that's my frat brother. So I had a chance to interview him and, you know, talk about the intent because he said one of the things he was concerned about was when new people come to Vegas, they try to get what they can get out of it and not really yep. put nothing into it. So have you seen a lot of that as well? Yes, I do. And at first, I didn't understand why Vegas was so guarded mm. when I first got here. But then after being here and seeing so many people run in and out, in and out, in and out, I understood why Vegas, especially the natives, were so guarded of this city. Yeah. Because people do come out here with this intent, like, let me go see what I can get real quick, who I can meet real quick, what I can flip over real quick, and then bounce. Yeah. Right. But the reality is, how can you really grow a community or how can you really grow a city if you have people with that type of mentality trying to drop those type of seeds where they can just come and go? Yeah. You yeah. can't. Right. Um, I even watch how some they try certain things and as soon as it doesn't work, they get up and leave. Wow. How is that success? Success is understanding that you try and you're going to fail. <laughs> you're definitely going to have that. Right? that. Success <laughs> is being committed and being consistent with it, right? Yeah. Not just coming out here and seeing it didn't work for five seconds and then leaving and trying to figure out where else you can go. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so I'm a, definitely agree with Twix that a lot of people come out here with the wrong intent, but a lot of that still plays into their perception of what Vegas is, which is the strip. Yeah. <laughs> think it's a gamble, huh? It's a gamble. <laughs> well, think about it. Think about it, right? Um, Las Vegas, that strip got exposed during COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, when you really think about it, it got exposed during COVID, right? Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because when they had to turn the lights off on the strip, who kept Vegas? Who kept Vegas going? Yeah, yeah. It was the it was the city. It yeah, was the community, right? They slipped, got shown because at the end of the day, there was no strip. It was dark. There was no money. There was nothing coming from that strip. Yeah. Yet this city was still able to stay alive. Yeah. Who was the reason for this city to still stay alive? It was the people. Yeah. Right. So now when you look at it from a different perspective, who do you think keeps the strip alive? Mm-hmm. It's the people. <laughs> it's 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 right? it's crazy. They don't show that part. They they're not supposed to, you know. We already they know the light and the glitter <laughs> and the money. That's what they want you to see. Yeah. But it's always the ones that are behind the scenes are the ones that's really making the impact. So you coming over here just six years, like just how you talk about Vegas, you would never not know that you're not a native unless you said so. So let's go back to how, what got you over here? Um, was It's so crazy. Divine order. Mm. Divine order. I mean, it was time. Divine order. I came here um, to get away for three days. Wow. That's it. I came here to get away. For three days. When I first came, I was actually a spoken word artist. Mm. So I was a poet. I had only been in the spoken word game for about nine, ten months. And they had already started paying me to perform in different cities, right? And so when I came out here in June of 2016, it was only to get away for three days. Mm. And I checked into the Palms. 
the third day I got on Facebook and there was a little hole in the wall spot that was exactly on Flamingo, not even five minutes away from the Palms called Money Plays. Mm. And just so happened, somebody was like, like, hey, you should come down here. We're doing a jam session. This is my last night in Vegas, supposedly. <laughs> so I went and I performed. By the time I got off stage, there was three people in the audience that had asked me to perform that weekend. Wow. So I checked out of the Palms and ended up checking into the D Hotel. Yeah. And I stayed there for five days. <laughs> And while I was there for five days, I had two more people while I was there for five days ask me if I could perform. And I'm like, I need to go home. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then next thing you know, my three-day trip turned into 14 days. I wow. For two weeks. Wow. Then I went back home. When I got back home, they were still calling me. And it was just like, what is going on? And I kept going back and forth for about maybe three months. And then that last time I went back to L.A., I was walking down the stairs of my house and I just heard God say loud and clear, I want you to give all this up and move to Vegas. And if you do, I got you. Wow. And there was like this pause, like what? <laughs> all I know is LA, born and raised. I've traveled, but that's all I knew. Yeah. And so to be in a position to where I had to hear God so clearly tell me to do it, then I knew I had to. And yeah. And I did it. And I will say, he has had me the whole time. He has never let me fall, no matter what I've gone through, no matter what I've done. He most definitely, when he said, if you move, I got you, he has had me. Yeah. So I always tell people divine order was what brought me here. I love it. I love it. See, a lot of those stories need to be told because it's a sister that's right now afraid to take a step. You know, got a talent, got a gift, you know, and there on social media is a lot of lies. They're just showing you the glamorous side of it. I'm sure in that space you were trusting God, but at the same time you it's established. You come you leaving home, you know, it's 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 not an easy thing to do. Trusting God, trusting that order, that divine order is not an easy thing to do. And so in that process, what were some of the hurdles or what perceived hurdles that you had to deal with? <laughs> Well, you know, um, I was really, you know, in my professional space, I was doing what I do here, right? Marketing, promotion, working with independent artists, all that is what I was doing professionally in L.A. The challenge became I was very broken spiritually yeah, and emotionally and mentally and personally, right? And my spoken word ended up being what was healing me in that process. Wow. I just didn't understand that my spoken word and the way I was delivering it as it was healing me, it was healing others. Mm. So even though my personal was separated from my professional, when I got here, this city only knew me from the space of being an artist. Yeah. So they were getting front seats into my personal um, anguish, my personal issue, my, my, my space of being broken. Wow. Right. Didn't even know my professional space until after I connected with go urban Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. And they were so surprised because people didn't know this is what I've been doing 30 years. So it was nothing to be able to align and be taught and mentored by Devin Moore to be able to just fine tune a lot of those 
um, skill sets that I had already had for so many years to be able to be such a functioning part of Go Urban Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it was twofold. Yeah. <laughs> it was most definitely twofold. So I would say a lot of the personal challenges that really um, was hard for me at first was just being able to look that you just uprooted the only thing that you've ever known your whole life. Yeah. Right. But not understanding that there was so much freedom in that. Yeah. Right. A whole lot. Um, I believe that we, I remember one of my friends, he was one of the choreographers uh, for Usher. And um, he was born and raised in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. And so he um, had a clothing line in Hollywood. So me and him, he was very spiritual. And I remember maybe about two months before I started going back and forth from L.A. to Vegas, I remember something he told me on my porch. He says, Sparkle, you know, in the Bible where it says that a prophet always is is never meant for their own. Yeah, it's never receiving his own home. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't understand that until this happened. That's true. Right. Your own backyard was only used to sharpen your skills. Now that you are ready now, especially when he has his hands on you, mm. now it's time for you to go to work. That's and that's a word. What work looks like. That's now, a word. A twist. Now this is a twist. Even though I, I, I accepted that and I own that from what he said, I had no idea that my personal spiritual space was so broken that I could not fulfill the assignment until that piece was taken care of too. Mm. Mm. See, that's where we get it so mixed up. And I, you know, I, I deal with a lot of clients where, you know, they hire me to do these consultations with them. And immediately when I sit down, I know they're not ready mm. because there's no way that your business can be ready. If you are not ready, there's no way that your business can flourish if you are not putting yourself in a position to work on being okay. Yeah. Because all you do is put what's in you into your business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you putting so poison into it. it. You ain't get the poison out. Flourish. It won't. Yeah. You're right. And see, this is one of the things you guys, you get a chance to see this because, you know, she's mentoring on a regular basis. And this is one of the things and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I can just tell you, giving you your flowers. I always enjoy sitting with you um, before your events, a day before, a couple of days before, because I've never seen nobody do that. I've always seen people take the money and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, people who... That you know that they don't really understand what that is, you know, vending and doing those type of things. You take the time to give them, you know, the tools and just the, the right kind of mindset, and that's needed. That's really, really needed. You know, a lot of times people can tell you from a thirty thousand foot view, just come on here, do this, you can make some money, but they never giving you the details. They're never telling you it's just work hard, hustle hard, all that other stuff. Yeah. When did you realize that that was the winning formula as opposed to just saying, hey, show up and you'll be all right? Well, you know, the whole motive and the whole intent and goal when it comes to Go Urban Las Vegas um, and just the platform that Devin has uh, created for so many years that he's put in so much work behind, 
is really being able to understand that number one, our money is power. Yeah. Simple as that. Our culture is power. Simple as that. Um, there's situ there's there's pieces to it that complicate it, right? And that's our mindset as a culture and our lack of education and information. Yeah. Right? And so when you understand that, then you have to look at it for what what it is and where it's at. And you have to untrain to retrain. Yeah. And the only way that you can untrain to retrain is you have to put in position those things that um, positions those things to become real. Yeah. So to sit here and say, hey, come out here, bring out a table, make some money. What's the purpose if we're not giving you the instructions on how to truly make the money? Yeah. So if you think just coming out here and you're hoping with your fingers crossed that enough people are going to come past your table and pick up some product and walk away with it when there's 40, 50 other people out here hoping the same thing, then you, your mentality and what you've been trained is wrong. Yeah. And it needs to be untrained for it to be retrained. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, corporate America is successful. Yeah, definitely. Every formula and everything that they do is successful. It's in the numbers at yep. the end of the day. Yeah. So when we don't align ourselves with the blueprint that's already there, then how do we expect to be successful? Absolutely right. Success leaves the clues. There. Yeah, success leaves clues. Yeah. It, the, the, the blueprint is there. That's why I tell people, when you go do a vending event, don't let your focal point be on chasing the money. Chase the people. Yeah, yeah. If you chase the people, the money will always be there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You, you're putting yourself in a position to meet people. I, exactly. I, yeah, I, I really love that situation. So let's talk about Go Urban because um, once I followed the page, I was like, wow, they're really doing a lot of stuff around here. <laughs> and so, yeah. so, you know, how did your relationship start with Go, Go Urban Las Vegas? Pasadena, when I got to Vegas, had said, hey, you need to check out this event. They do this, uh, the Poetry Lounge out here. And that was an event that Devin was doing back in 2016. And so I just so had, I called the number on the flyer. <laughs> and it was his phone number. And then next thing you know, we got to talking and talking and talking. And, um, you know, the energy was aligned. Yeah. And um, that was in 2016. <laughs> and I think he just really started to watch how uh, I moved in this city, coming to this city, yeah. right? I came and I hit the ground running because that's all I knew. That's all I know. When you're when you're born and raised in a city like Los Angeles, um, there's only two ways that you can move. Yeah. You either gonna you either gonna sink or you gonna swim. That's it. There's no middle ground. Yeah. Right. Um, and so when you come from a, a, a city like that, then coming to a city like this makes it easy to move. Yeah. For sure. But what, some people come out here and they fall into the Vegas lifestyle and become complacent. Yeah. Because it's comfortable. Really comfortable. <laughs> but I didn't. I just came out here and I got to grind and working it out. And so uh, so he took me up under his wing and really truly became one of, really became my mentor. 
really, and saw a lot of the things that I had learned in LA, but then also saw a lot of my weaknesses. Also saw a lot of the challenges that I had that was standing in my way. Dynamics in the game, right? And um, and as time progressed, you know, commitment and consistency is what equals results. Yeah. Um, I, when I I did a flow your awesome out here for the first three years, where it was a platform where we put independent artists on stage. We did a hundred shows. The last one we did was the two weeks before COVID hit. Yeah. Right. And so I, I allowed myself to align with the artistry in Vegas, the independent artistry. Um, so I've just been able to navigate between a lot that all ties in to the same thing. Yeah. Which is our culture, our money, our power, our skill set, our talent as one. I love um, you know, the fact that partnership, you know, and the collaboration because we've as a people have had a hard time with that, you know, it's like mine, 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 mine. And it seems like you've figured that part out, you know, and um, been able to grow with that. What, how, what, what does collaboration mean to you? Oh, collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy that you asked that. Um, I understand that collaboration is having one intent and having one goal Mm, love it if we have the same intent and we have the same goal that is collaboration what happens is you hear a lot of people saying people can't work together blah 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 well just take for instance if i come into a project and i say hey my intent with this project is not to make money my intent is to produce this Right. Yeah. And then you come in and you say, yeah, my intent isn't to make money either. My intent is to do this. But then two or three months in it, the authenticity of your intent yeah. is not the same. Shifts. Yeah. It changes the whole course of the collaboration. Yeah. And I think one of our biggest problems is that a lot of us don't really operate in our true spaces of authenticity. Yeah, I love it. And because we don't, then our intent, whether they are right or wrong, are not aligned. And if your intent is not aligned, then how can your end goal be aligned? Yeah. You can't. I love it. I love it. It's It's oil and water. But if me and you say, hey, with this particular project, we're not trying to make no money. We want this to happen. And we both have that same true, authentic intent. Yeah. Then you will watch how the collaboration will become successful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And also, you know, other individuals are not lined up properly. You know, somebody, this is all they have. And the other person, this is something they're doing on the side. And, you know, whenever it get a little tight for this person, you know, now, like you said, it changed after 90 days because now you need a bag, you know what I mean? And you're willing yeah. to compromise the authenticity of the agreement or the collaboration so you you can get a bag as opposed to saying, you know what, we got this deal going. I'll figure out some other way to get some money, but I'm not going to mess this up, what we talked about. I'm not going to compromise because the intent, the motive, and the goal is what it is. Yeah. Right? 
And what happens, a lot of us just be like, you know what, I just do it myself. I'm going to just work by myself because guess what? At the end of the day, if you do it by yourself, then your intent, your motive, and your goal will only be responsible for on following one person, which is you. Yeah, yeah. Right? But you don't go too far that way. But now you want to connect with somebody else, and now you have to be open and transparent. Definitely. Right? And we... Don't like to be open and transparent. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Because that exposes integrity. Mm-hmm. That is, exposes trust. That exposes so much that a lot of people don't already have in order in their own world. You're absolutely right. And that's okay. Yeah. Because we're all growing at different speeds. And that's so, the person you need to connect with. The person that's that 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 can feel your weak your weakness. You know what I mean? If you're missing this, this is the person I need to be with, the person who is strong in that space. You know. Well, I mean, like when I look at the dynamics of me and Devin, there was a lot that I came to the table with that I was not strong with. Mm-hmm. Right? And there was a lot of things that I came to the table that I was very strong with. But I always knew that sitting at the feet of him. And understanding what my weaknesses were, I knew that I wanted my weaknesses to be stronger. Yeah. So when I made the choice and decision that that's what I wanted, then I was willing to take whatever was given to make that happen. But it's Mm. all individually where we are and what we want. I'm a big believer that we have been taught that we can change people. Right. (laughs) But the reality is that we cannot change anyone. Everyone has to have their own desire to change. And that desire of change has to be because that's what they want to do, not because that's what you want them to do. And when people have that mindset, they gravitate to what's being fed to them to feed whatever they want to change. Yeah, most definitely. But, But we don't live in a space that allows or honors authenticity mm. because it has to show weakness. Mm. Mm. I like that. That, that, that. That's weakness. powerful. That's powerful right there. That's probably one of the most powerful things we said because, you know, I think that that hinders our collaboration, which is what we're going to need to be able to not only survive, but to thrive as a people. We can't do it by ourselves, but nobody wants to be vulnerable enough yeah. to say, I hurt. I'm not in, I'm not strong at this. I'm not that. We always have to be in a space of strength. You know what I'm saying? When, if you smart enough, you know, everybody's not on 10 all the time. You know, everybody knows that you just, you don't, you don't want to have to show, like you say, just slip to somebody else. If they see it, they see it, but I'm definitely not going to show it to you. Right. Exactly. And that's what happens is that we automatically go into these spaces with our guards up of what we're not going to allow people to see. And that's where things don't work. Yeah. They're never going to work. It's just like you, what I said in regards to how I could sit at the table with someone that'll pay me to, um, to help them with their business. And I can, within 10 minutes, I could see that they're not even ready or prepared to take a business. Mm. They're not even ready for that because they, they're all over the place within their own personal space. Wow. Right. And so when you look at that, you say, sis, bro, you got to be honest with yourself. Mm. You're not ready. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you have.
have to be completely ready to journey, but you have to be in a space to where you're working on it because when you're working on it, it means it's alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we're not alive in a lot of areas because we don't want to look at self. Yeah. We don't want to deal with our demons. We we want to be able to just walk through life and pacify everyone else's perception. Mm, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love That's that. We did. Look, what, look what played out last Sunday with Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith has been pacifying for decades everyone else's perception of what he should be because of who he was. Yeah. And now that the mask has slipped off a little bit, <laughs> and now y'all got to see it for what it really is. Now everybody is, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what we do. We pacify people's perceptions. I, I literally just said something about that. I literally just said something about that because I watched the um Drink Champs interview with Remy Ma. And she oh, said... Girl. I love her. I love, especially, um, you know, I'm from that area and the, the hip hop, she's, she's definitely a queen in hip hop. She's a queen period, but she definitely one of the queens of hip hop. Uh, I, one thing turned me off with her and it turned me off with um, Yolanda Adams, who two different spectrums are like, when you talk about pacifying the perception of when you feel like you have to be in a certain label, she said, if you shopping, she said, I'm going to be caught dead shopping at Macy's because I don't want nobody to feel like I'm, um, I'm hurting. Like, oh, you hurting? You in Macy's? You in H&M? And I remember Yolanda Adams. I used to listen to her radio show back on the East Coast. And um, her her co-hostess said something like, because I think that one of the other ministers got thrown out of a restaurant because he didn't have a jacket on. And so the dude was like, yeah, man, he could have went to Target or something like that and got him a jacket. She said, on Target? You mean try Bloomingdale's, try Neiman Marcus? And I'm like, why are we so jammed up like that in our head? Like, like just because it costs a certain amount, please, I'm telling you now, it don't it, it, it don't mean it look good. It don't mean that it makes you better. And then there's a lot of people who don't have that type of bread who's following them and they're following themselves, right, throwing themselves off a cliff trying to keep up with you because you said that that's not acceptable to wear that type of clothes or to, like, yeah. going back to our conversation, you know, be vulnerable in front of this person or to be, give up 50% of what you're doing so that you can go and have 50% instead of being 100% of nothing. And all these vulnerable things we don't want to do. Why is that so much of our community? Um, I think because there is a space that we have been striving to um, be accepted and mm. have validation. Mm. Definitely. Um, any Anytime, I mean, we do it in relationships all the time. We want the spouse or we want the person that we're connected with to validate us. Mm. Right. Because validation means you accept me. Mm. Validation means that you, 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 you see me. Yeah. Right. And uh, we struggle with that as a people. Right. And, you know, I can, I can use last weekend the situation with Will Smith as a big part of that. Yeah. Right. On both ends. Right. Um, looking at how, People in our community are now divided in regards to where they stand with the situation that transpired last week, right? Yeah. And it's because we know that division creates some space of validation for people. Wow. That's amazing. That's an amazing concept. You know, validation is, is sucks because you ask yourself, 
who are these people that I'm trying to get validated? <laughs> That's my question. Validated by who? Like, yeah, you know, right. once you validated come to get... by the culture, validated by social media, validated by what's here in this present moment. Yeah, That's yeah. the only thing people care about validation with. That's the reason why social media and TikTok and all these things have so much power and influence. Yeah. Because it gives people a space to be accepted and validated for that moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They could be gone. That the, the very next one. The very next moment. Yeah. The next minute, they could be dead. Yeah. But it's all about that moment. Right? And um, it, it's sad because it just shows that we have so much work to do on ourselves. Because when we do work on ourselves... If we do work on ourselves individually, you will see it spill over collectively. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, I got a chance to meet you doing one of your signature events, the Pop and Marketplace. And let me tell you something. You know, I've been back and forth. I travel back and forth um, to the East Coast like every other week. And I've been talking about this marketplace because one of the things for me, is I ain't never really been nowhere where I saw black people connect like this and just vibe and chill. Like, for all intents and purposes, if we were on the East Coast and, you know, in, uh, in L.A., we're like, yo, we in the alley. But, right. but we big chilling, you know what I'm saying? We big chilling. Everybody's having fun. You know, everything is cool. You're meeting some very good people. And then another thing that I love, too, is that you created something because this is where we, as black people, I say we fail because we always say support black businesses and I'm all for that 1,001%. But there's always a trick to it, right? If I give you $20, you give me $20. No one of, neither one of us is up. But our counterparts have found the way to get us to give them money for their products and services and they never have to support what we're doing. And so that's why they're up because they're taking and not having to give back. And so with the popping marketplace and me being able to benefit off of it, I've had other um, cultures have to spend money with me with and, and watch them spend money with a bunch of black vendors. That was everything to me. You know what I'm saying? To see something like that. And, you know, I know you told me the story, but Cliff Notes version, if you got the time, let people know what the thought process was behind that and, and, and also um, the success of it. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, the Poppin' Marketplace Family Festival is, such an amazing um, event. It's actually one of my favorites that we do monthly um, because it's not just about bringing us together as a unit. It is about education. It is about information. It is about creating a synergy, right? Um, <clears throat> it was actually created in during the pandemic. At the end of 2020 is where we kicked it off. And it was only a, as a concept to be able to bring visibility and revenue to one of our clients that we had at that time. And when we saw that it had so much potential in the beginning of 2021, we was like, oh, let's put a face on it. Yeah. And that's what we did. And we stayed where we were at for about five months. And then eventually we outgrew that and we moved downtown to the arts district <clears throat> where we added on the family festival because we know that they have First Fridays, and it's one of the biggest, it probably is the biggest event that they do downtown in Las Vegas. But to be able to create that same type of experience that look like us, yeah, that's where it became like, oh, okay, <laughs> right? And so we stayed down there for about nine months, 
And we always knew that the end goal was to be so big and so massive with it being us outside of just the money component, yeah. but also about the family, also about the community, also about the organizations that are in the community and really giving back to the community, really showing our power in the community, the power of our money, the power of our, our um, relationships, um, the power of the power of education, the power of information. Yeah. Like when you put all that in one big bowl, imagine the glow and the shine that could come from that, right? And so for Go Earth in Las Vegas to be the the flagship of yeah. everything else that we do that aligns with all those messages yeah. to be able to bring it to life in one space is what we've been able to keep doing right uh we now are actually on the west side right mm. some people was like oh why would you go over there but i'm like are you crazy because this is our backyard yeah the west side is so rich with so much that you guys don't even understand it because you are so surface yeah yeah <laughs> coming from la we have lamert park and lamert Park is pretty much where our black culture has always resided. Yeah. Outside of there, our city has been based on street culture and gang culture. Yeah. Right? And yet we've watched over the last 10, 15 years how gentrification has completely taken over our black area. Right? What people don't understand is that on the surface it may look broke to you, but there's no way that it's that broke if those that don't look like us are steady coming in buying property. Yeah, they see something. There's no way that it's broke. Yeah, they see it. They see vision. Exactly. Like you and said, I, not the moment. I, not the moment. They're not thinking about the moment right now. Like, oh, we think about the moment. They're not thinking about the moment. Exactly. And that's the challenge is that we get so caught up in what it looks like right here, not seeing where they're looking at where it's going to be 10 years from now. Right. Yeah. And you're starting to see little glimpses of how it's happening. And so right now for us to be planted on the West side is golden for us because guess what? Now all those vendors that are down there, they can start looking at all these empty storefronts and maybe wow. something will click in their head. I should be there. Wow. Right? Maybe let me find out how much the rent is right here. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what we have to continue to create is those spaces to where we think outside of just the moment. Yeah. And so, and so that's one that one layer of the poppin' marketplace. But you know, we have our man's cave, so we make it to where the men get to come out and they get to play dominoes and spades, and they have a little area where they just can congregate and chill. We don't understand how impactful that is to our community. Yeah, I need we to be in that space game. <laughs> chilling, right? That that speaks volume when you see a family come and it's the grandma and the aunties and the kids and the mama and the daddy. Yeah. That's what you call family. That's what you call community because they all know each other. They're engaging with each other. They're helping each other. The kids are running around. And, and that's where our power is. Yeah. So to me, I, I want the popping marketplace to be like Soul Train. <laughs> you already know. 
every Saturday at 11. It don't matter what channel it was on. You knew where Soul Train was. Yeah, yeah. Right? The popping marketplace needs to be like that. Yeah. To where you know every third Saturday, no matter where it is in Vegas, black culture is alive pumping. Yeah, yeah. I got to testify about that, too, because you're here because of the popping marketplace. I've interviewed some other people that I've met at the profit marketplace and I've been able to go and support their events because these are people I met at the profit marketplace. So that hey, you need to know what, how you can really make it happen. And it's like she said earlier, it wasn't just about the money because I'm trying to capitalize on the relationship. So not only am I bringing people on my platform, but I'm saying at the same time, I'm supporting what they got going on, investing exactly. in them and things of that nature, because, you know, the fast way to get something is to give something. So my thing is, how do you support? How do you come in and ingratiate yourself the right way into a new community? And that has definitely been a conduit for me to meet some successful or on the way to being successful black people. Um, and just be able to you know, make it a little bit comfortable for my transition. So definitely, I appreciate you guys for um, having the foresight to create something like that. And we have to celebrate each other as we climb up the ladder. Definitely. Right? We, we celebrate when people have already achieved. And yeah. we celebrate those that have, that have passed on. Yeah. But why we don't celebrate those that are on, that are on the daily climb, yeah. right? We, we do it in, in schools. You're right. Schools, you graduate from the kindergarten to the first, and then you graduate from the seventh to the eighth, and then you graduate from the ninth to the twelfth, and then you graduate from the twelfth to college. We have all these celebrations in between the path. Yeah. But we don't do that when it comes to our businesses, especially our black-owned businesses. Could you imagine if we really celebrated with, hey, this, this business has been here for two years. We do that one year anniversary, of course. <laughs> but then after that, you don't hear nothing else. Yeah. It's tough. Right? It's tough. Our brother Nipsey Hussle tried to tell us that marathon piece, because if you ever saw a marathon, people are celebrating the whole time. It becomes an event. People are, you know, lined up. People are giving away water. People are doing all that through it. You know, it might be 30 miles, 30 laps, but they from lap one to lap 30, they're, they're supporting. Then it gets bigger and bigger as you're reaching your goal and you're reaching your pinnacle. So I think that that marathon mentality needs to live on and understand that, okay, even you're celebrating the fact that you're trying to, you're starting and you're celebrating the fact that you got through the first year and the third year and the fifth year and every other year. And you there? If somebody falls in a marathon, somebody's going to leave the sideline and help them and pick them up. You know, somebody's going to give them water. They're not going to say quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you can get ahead, take some water, sit down for a minute, get back in it, and they're going to cheer you all the way through the process. So, again, um, it's a hell of a concept. And of course, it's, it's sad that we see these things clearly or more clear when we lose somebody like him, um, the vision. But I just again can't can't. Thank you enough for making my helping make my transition a lot easier as an entrepreneur um, coming in. I'm feeling I feel comfortable because I might be here, you know, like, oh, let me pop up in here. Let me see what's going on. I look forward to it. So it's, it's definitely not going unnoticed. And so I appreciate that. You know, one of the things that, you know, Starve has an acronym, you know, Starve Talk has an acronym and stand tall and reclaim victory every day. And so hearing you talk to individuals hearing you talking to me now what does that mean to you now that you hear about that acronym stand tall reclaim victory every day what does that mean to you what does that say to you 
I think that we have to be intentional every day. Every day we have to set an intent. Yeah. Every day. Just like how we we have been trained to um, talk to ourselves and, and self-love ourselves and to say these affirmations, right? We do. You have to set the intent every day. Yeah. It's kind of like um, that movie first first 50 dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where she would forget the date every day and it'd be a reset button the next day and it would start all over like they don't know, even know what happened yesterday. I love it. And that gets, it gets hard to be like that though because you, so much of the past residue it 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 it, it um it embodies how we move right? yeah and and i struggle with that because i remember what you did last week i remember what you did two weeks ago. <laughs> I, regardless if your intent or your motive was in the right place or not but that's because our minds are trained to use those experiences to navigate how we move right? yeah but what what your acronym is saying is reset every day mm. this is every day so it doesn't matter what happened yesterday this is the intent for today and that's oh. that's that's not easy i love it i love that's it not easy by a long it, it, it isn't <laughs> but i love it i love it and i love that movie and going deeper if anybody ever saw that movie 50 first dates you know and you think about social media because you think about you know they wasn't using social media in that in that movie but at one point he got to a point where he started filming and he'll just, when she got up, she, he'll just play the tape in the morning. And this is what this is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be your life. It's supposed to be a tool to help right. you. And if we can use those memories to help you as opposed to keep you in a negative space, keep you, you know, in an unforgiving space or in living in the past and things of that nature, just saying, hey, this is what you've been through to this day. <laughs> and so now when you get up out of the bed, Figure out what you're going to do today so you can go forward. And I think, I just think about it. I loved watching that movie, and that brother worked hard. That's another thing to work. You had to put in some work to deal with somebody like that, and that's dealing with life. Like, you don't know what's coming the next day. All you got is what happened the day before. But you, to, like you said, to have an intention to be great or to go further, man, you really got to have a spiritual, you know, guardian. You got to be strong. You got to be dead set, you know, not having, you know, one thing I've been trying to do myself is just be focused, more focused. Like you, you gifted at a bunch of things, but you can't do all that one time and successfully. You can attempt to do it, but it's not going to be successful. And so um, for me, I just love hearing people like yourself talk. And um, as I said, one of my highlights is that coming to see you guys beforehand, because I know you're going to. Talk to us and everything like that. And I've been in business for years, but I, it's just a pleasant surprise to see something like that. So, you know, I definitely got to give you your flowers. One of my favorite little things is the meet and greet because it gives, it, it gives that space that, damn, somebody cares. Yeah. To yeah. give me education. Somebody cares to give me information. And at the end of the day, you know, not everybody's going to walk away with it and, and use it or apply it. But if one does, that's good enough for me. Well, I'm the one. I'm the one. I, 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 I just appreciated it. It made me feel more comfortable um, coming in. And I'm sure I'm sure somebody else felt the same way. They do. And they yeah. Do. A lot of feedback, like especially brand new vendors. Yes. That are brand new to the game or those that just moved to Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I hate I hated that feeling. 
um, when I was a kid going to a brand new school and didn't know nobody. Yeah. It's such an eerie feeling that you feel inside, right? Nobody's warm. It's just, hey, do this, do that. And you're trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out things. And yeah. to me, um, that's why they used to do open houses and all that. Yep. But it's kind of like, you know, with our, like, you know, we have GoUrbanCity.com, right? And what Grow Urban City is, is the same infrastructure that we built in Las Vegas. We're building in almost 57 or 67 different cities across the United States, mm. right? Because it all, it all blends into one. So if we set the intent and the infrastructure here in Las Vegas, then you'll watch it bleed over in LA and in New York and in Miami and in Chicago and in Detroit and in Atlanta and... You stole my thunder because that's what I was going to ask you. What's next? I was going to ask you what's next, but you put it out there already. You stole my thunder. So as you can see, she's coming to a city near you. That, or go urban. Go check out GoUrbanCity.com. Go you go to GoUrbanCity.com. You can click on, I think we have now 18 different cities up there now. Yeah. So you can just go click on one of those cities and boom, you will see our presence in that city. Right? You will see what's going on in that city. So now when you are traveling to Atlanta and you say, hey, let me go to Go Urban City and you click on Atlanta. Now you're able to see where to go eat at in Atlanta, where to go eat at, where, what, what's going on in the city this weekend. Being able to get real good content from those that are moving in that city. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. It really is. So. Please go check out GoUrbanCity.com. Give them all of them. Give them all the lo- all your websites. On Instagram, it is Go Urban Las Vegas, um, and of course, my shine, my grind. And this is the reason why it's my mantra. Is because people used to say, "Why you don't put the grind before the shine?" Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And my whole perception of that was, as long as I'm shining you know I'm grinding. Mm. And as long as I'm grinding, I'm always going to shine. So there is no, it's infinity. Mm. There's not one that goes before the other. If I'm shining, you already know that means I'm grinding on something. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm grinding, you automatically know I'm shining. So it's the infinity. It's like, it's like the figure eight. Yeah, yeah, I'm from, I'm with you. And, and why does it have to be ugly? Why does the grind have to always be ugly? Exactly. Yeah, why it doesn't have to be. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. I'm under the dirt. I'm buried, and then once I'm I'm reborn, I can shine now. It's like exactly. You it know, keeps you in a place. It's tell me, I'm telling you, a lot of times I have to say it to myself for me to understand that I don't even have to work that hard. If I work on shining and I keep my focus on how I what I've done, then the grind comes automatic and yeah. it, it becomes effortless. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like it's hard work no more. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's just what you do. It is nothing like it's not work. It's what you do. This has been great for me. I really have enjoyed conversating with you and, 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 and it's been dope situation. I'm looking forward to um, seeing you uh, the next weekend, I believe, or the weekend after April next. 16. Yeah, April so 16. I will be out there. Um, and my kids will be in town too. So I'm gonna, hey. yeah, definitely come out there. Um, they'll be here the day before. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. so they'll be the day before. So they'll be for the weekend. This day is their um spring break. Their spring break is the week after. Um, 
everybody right. else's. So they'll be hanging and they'll get a chance to see it. You know, they've seen me on FaceTime while I'm there. Like, like you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about the food I got there, showing pictures and stuff like that. So they're going to probably tear up a bunch of of the vendors and everything like that because they don't never allow me. I've been, you know, my, they've been around me with my books and I go places. I'm like, I'm over here. I, don't, I ain't come here to spend all the money, <laughs> but they want to yeah, go and support right. everybody. And, yeah, so but it's a cool situation. Right? They're going to get a chance to see it because, again, it's starting to become a part of my, my monthly regimen being here. So I'm looking forward to um, showing them that. And, again, I thank you for doing what you're doing and continu- continuously you. moving forward. So for this opportunity today no problem listen y'all i told y'all this is an upgrade for me and you know so you got all her social medias my shine my grind that's on um instagram go urban las vegas on instagram and then definitely um go urban city that's that's amazing that's a game changer right there so check that out yeah that's a game changer right there y'all go ahead if you the traveling type if you want to move hey you might need to go ahead and, and tap in especially we're trying to support black businesses and things like that nature we don't know so this is becoming our own google just going there this is our yelp this is going to be our yelp so let's do that maybe you start exactly Exactly. Exactly. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Listen, you guys, y'all already know every week we bring you another episode of Starve Talk. If you want to find it, go to YouTube, backslash Starve Talk, then www.iwonstarve.com, www.jhaleem.com. I am Jay Haleem on all platforms. Continue to follow me. Continue to stay with us. And more importantly, continue to starve. What do I mean by that? Stand tall and reclaim victory every single day. Not just yesterday, not the day after. Every day you fighting to be better, be greater, and somebody's watching you, so don't slip. Don't slip. And if you do slip, keep it on keep let them know you slip. Let them know you slip. Don't hide it. You know, they need to learn from your mistakes just as well as your all your wins. So thank you so much again, Sparkle. And I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Yes. And you thank guys you. Appreciate you so much. No problem. No problem. You guys stay up with us. We talk to y'all soon. See y'all on the ne- on the flip side. Right. I'm in the studio with Jay Halleen. 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 I'm in the studio with Jay Halleen.